Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. We're in, uh, we're smack dab in the middle of our series called Wish You Were Here. And what we've been doing over the past couple of weeks is exploring the idea of wanting to be somewhere that we're not quite there yet. I wish I were a little bit more patient. I wish I were better at this. I, I wish I had a better job. I wish we were further along in our marriage by this point. I wish I, we were in a bigger house by this point. All of these things in our life that we wish we could have, that, we, that we're almost there, we're not quite where we wish we could be. And so last week we kind of dug into one of the, one of the dangers of wishing we could be somewhere, wishing we could maybe some, be somewhere financially, is if we compare ourselves to someone who already is there financially, right? If we compare ourselves to people around us, it puts us in a dangerous place to be ungrateful for where we are, for our journey that we're on. But there's still something there, right? There's still something about wishing that we were somewhere that we're not there yet. In fact, in a lot of instances, it's not bad to wish that you were somewhere that you're not yet. That's how growth happens, right? I wish I were more patient, so I'm going to put things in my life to become more patient. But all God seems to put on my life is people that make me impatient, and I don't know what's going on. I'm just kidding. Everybody in my life is great. You guys especially. So today, what I want to talk about, as we talk about this gap between where we are, where you are in your faith and your life and your emotional health and your mental health and where you wish you could be, is the power of community in that space, the power of the people around us. And I know when I say things like the power of community, that sounds really inspiring and encouraging, but I promise you, the more we get into this, the more I think you're going to think how I think. Those three things. I think you're going to think how I think here. One of my least favorite things, and I know I'm not alone, so I'm not saying this because I'm unique, but I cannot stand being told what to do. I can't stand being told what to do. In fact, a surefire way to never get me to do something is to say, Dom, you know what you should do? And I was like, get ready for me to never do this. Get ready for me to never follow this advice. I can be on my way to do something, and if somebody says, you should, you should do that, I, I'm on my way to go get you know, uh, a, a drink from the fridge, and somebody says, hey, you should get yourself something to drink, I'll never drink again. I will die of thirst before I do what you just told me to do. Does anybody else, anybody else feel that? Anybody else not like being told what to do? If there's one person in my life who, ha who hates being told what to do, it's my wife. I told her I was going to talk about her today. She hates being told what to do. And one of my favorite things, I don't know why I'm like this, but one of my favorite things is to tell her what to do while she's already doing it. She'll be laying on the couch watching TV. I'm like, hey, 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 stay on that couch. Watch that show. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like that, and I think it's hilarious. I don't know why I'm like that. 
We hate being told what to do. And I don't know if there's anybody who loves being told what to do, but there's some people, and I, and I don't know, it's, it's foreign to me, who can be told what to do, and they'll just kind of be like, okay, thanks for the advice, and it'll just roll off their back, or maybe they'll do it, or whatever. And I am just, I am just not built that way. I have this rebellion deep within me, which is funny because I'm such a rule follower, right? If I, if I see the rules laid out when it comes to, I, I'm talking when it comes to like, to, to board games, video games, whatever, I'm a rule follower. When I'm out on the road, when I was growing up, when I was young, I, w- I was always a rule follower. So like, if someone was like, if we were in a car and someone put their feet up on the dash, I'm like, hey, you can't do that, man. Someone in the passenger seat, you know what I'm talking about? In, in the front passenger seat, they put their feet up on the dash while we're driving. Like, hey, that's, I think that's against the rules, man. And I don't know if it's a law, but I have a feeling it is. And rather than risking going to jail, just go ahead and bring your foot down off the dash. And even though I'm a rule follower, I can look at a list of rules and follow those. But as soon as somebody says, as soon as somebody tells me what to do, I'm done. And, I, and, and, and if, you, if you read through different parts of the Bible, you'll see a lot of that kind of thinking. A lot of the don't tell me what to do. There's so many things that God specifically tells people to do, and they'll, and they'll do it. It's not just full of rebellion, right? It's not just full of people not doing what they're told to do. But the fun stories are where people don't do what they're told to do. We're, t- we're given some advice, and we do the opposite. Or we're given some advice, and we just ignore it. Why do we do that? Why is it so hard for us to take advice? I have a few theories, and we're not going to solve it here today. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm going to solve your problem here today. Why is it so hard for us to take advice? Because check this out. The reason I'm talking about this, the reason I'm talking about advice is we have people in our life, people that we trust. If you're married, your spouse, right, or, or your kids or your parents or some of your great friends or the people that you, uh, that you work with, there's people in your life that you trust, And many times when we're given advice by those people, we're reluctant to take it. It's this this odd paradox where the closer someone is to me emotionally, relationally, the closer someone is, the more likely I'm not going to listen to anything they say to me. And the further are they away from me. Like, I can can watch a five-second clip on Instagram reels and be like, that is good advice. This person has got to be an expert. I'm going to implement this in my life immediately. And it'll be something my wife will be like, I've been saying that for the last 10 years. And I'm like, you think I'll be listening to you? I don't be listening to you. Right? We, we overinflate the advice of an expert, supposed expert, what we perceive as an expert, and then we really, really underestimate the advice from the people that we love and trust. Why, why do we do that? So I want to read a bit of a story today. It's a story that you might be familiar with. It's a famous one. It's a story about a man named Adam and his bride, his wife, you know her, you love her, Eve. This is in Genesis 3, 12 and 13. And what we're, what we're picking up on here is this is right after a lot of the big creation stuff. God was feeling very creative. 
And so the story goes as it's written that God's, you know, creating the earth and the winds and the sky. And God wants to create someone in his image, makes man. God says it's not good for man to be alone. I'll make a companion. If you haven't heard the story. So it's Adam and Eve. And God says, we, God puts them in paradise. We are here in paradise. You guys can do anything you want. You want to go over there? Go over there. You want to hang out over there? Go do it. You want to eat from this tree? Do it. You want to eat fruit from this tree? Do it. You want to eat fruit from that tree? Do it. All I ask, <laughs> don't eat fruit from this tree. Anything else is fair game. Do whatever you want. Don't eat from this tree. And Adam and Eve were like, bro, don't tell me what to do. Because guess what happens? You can probably guess. So check this out. I'm going to read verses 12 and 13. God's walking through the garden. He's looking for them. Doesn't find them because they're hiding. They're hiding because they're naked. God says, did you eat from the tree that I told you not to eat from? And the man said, the woman you gave me as a companion, she gave me fruit from the tree, and yes, I ate it. This is the first biblical example of throwing someone under the bus. This is zero ownership over your actions. Check out the blank. There's two there's a, a, so far in the story, there's only three beings in existence. God, Adam, and Eve. And Adam blamed God and Eve in one sentence for what happened. The woman you gave me as a companion, she gave me the fruit. And yes, I ate it. After he blames, then he admits. And Eve always gets a bad rap. What's Adam doing here? And God said to the woman, what is this that you've done? The serpent seduced me, she said, and I ate. Does anyone take ownership for any of their actions? Even Eve was like, the serpent. I was seduced. That just really bothers me about Apparently, God forgot to build integrity into Adam and Eve, and that's something we evolved with later because they're both just blaming everything else in the world. God told them one thing they couldn't do, and not to be dramatic, but that caused the fall of mankind. <laughs> because of that one thing they were told to do, and maybe it's not me that's rebellious. Maybe it's not you. It's maybe it's something that's built in us from the very beginning. Something way down deep in our ancestry all the way to the beginning that says, don't tell me what tree I can eat from and which one I can't. So what is it? What is it about being told what to do that's difficult for us? Maybe it's your pride, right? Maybe our pride gets in the way. 
when we're told what to do. Maybe you work in a particular industry and someone wants to give you advice about that industry that doesn't work in that industry. You know what you should do? Maybe it's the approach, right? Maybe it's the, the, maybe it's the way people approach advice. Because sometimes advice doesn't sound like advice. It sounds like an order. And my wife can very much testify to that. That any advice I give sounds like I'm giving her a direct order. I'm like, maybe you should work this out with a counselor because this is not really about me as much as... Don't tell her I said that. I don't think she's watching. <laughs> maybe it's our pride, you know, the ego. Our ego gets in the way. You know what I think it might be? I think it might be that when someone gives us advice, especially unsolicited advice, right? It's one thing if I were to come up to you and say, hey, hey, look, I'm going to, let's say you, you, work at a, uh, um, you work at a car dealership, and I say, hey, look, I'm, I'm thinking of buying a car soon. Can you give me some advice on how to buy a new car? That is welcome advice, right? I'm ready to receive that advice. I'm ready to hear what you have to say. I want to know what you have to say. But if I show up with a car I just bought and I didn't ask you anything and you say, oh man, you know what you should have done? Next time, don't go to that place. Next time, whatever, don't do, don't do that. I, there's probably a 100% chance that I am 0% interested in what you were saying. And I think what it is, is maybe it's a little bit of pride, maybe it's a little bit of ego, but I think when unsolicited advice comes, I think just, this is for me, I'm not speaking for you, so maybe, you know, maybe, maybe this is for you, but I know for me, it can, it can make me feel a little bit kind of exposed, vulnerable. It's not fun to feel like you don't know what you're doing with your life, right? You can admit you don't know what you're doing with your life. But if someone implies that you don't know what you're doing with your life, that's a problem. That will cause most of us, maybe not all of us, but that will cause us to get defensive. And then not only are we not taking the advice, we are standing our ground. We're digging in into the stance we already had, which we probably know is wrong. I wish, we could, I wish I could just take advice when it comes. Now, I started off today talking about the power of community, and here's what I mean. When we leave here today, I want to challenge you with practically practicing taking advice from people in your life. Because here's the deal, when it comes to someone, let's say like my wife, we've been married for uh, 16 and a half years, known each other for 17 and a half years, it happened quick. I was like, let's get this girl to the altar before she figures it out, you know what I mean? She knows a lot about who I am. 
She knows a lot. Again, remember, this series is Wish You Were Here. She knows a lot about where I am, about who I am. She knows a lot about who I have been, the growth that I've made. And she also knows what I have told her about the person that I want to be. So there are few people, and whoever that is for you in your life, maybe it's your spouse, your, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, somebody in your life who knows where you want to be, not because they just assume it, because you've shared that with them. Who else is better equipped to help you on that journey? So why don't I let her give me advice? That's what I want to do is I want to practice receiving advice, even when it's unsolicited. And that's the hard part. It's easy to get advice when you're asking for it. But if someone wants to give you advice, there's that little thing that comes up. Don't tell me what to do. And, there's, and there are those people in our life that we trust, that we've given our hearts to. They are so well-equipped to give us advice along the way that we want to grow in. Let's say I want to lose weight, and I tell my wife I want to lose weight. And then it's 1030 at night, and she sees me grabbing some chips. She'll say, don't do that. Like, you know what? Now this bag is going to be finished because I've somehow now made this about you and not about my weight loss. <laughs> right? Or whatever it is. Does anybody absolutely love getting money advice from their parents? Hands up. Hands up. Okay, here's one. Here's one brave soul. Everyone else is like, got it, thanks. And it's not, it's not anger, right? It's not hatred. It's not disrespect. There's just something where it's like, I'm not willing to receive that. But, hold on. But if we can practice taking advice, because, well, okay, if, if you're taking notes, there's a few things I want you to write down. Some of the best advice that you will get will come from the people that you trust. The best advice will come from people that you trust. Because they're the people that you have let into your heart, right? They're the people that you have let into your mess, your life. And if they know that you want to be a better listener, then they'll help you out when you're not listening so well. And it's up to you to practice receiving that advice. That's the power of community, the power of the people that you put around you. Are the people around you helping you to become the person that you want to be? Only you can answer that. But I know that the, some of the best advice will come from people that we trust. Some of the best advice I've had in my life has come from people that I trust. It might be confirmed by some other things, right? might be confirmed by a book I read or a podcast I listened to. But there's people in my life that I trust. Something else I want you to write down if you're taking notes is when we ignore good advice, 
We stunt the growth that we could have. And that's growth that you could have in your faith, in your finances, at work, whatever personal habits you want to. When we ignore good advice, and I am so good, and maybe you're not like me, but I am so good at ignoring good advice if it's thrust upon me. It could be, the, it, it, you could be telling me the exact, you could have been telling me to invest in Bitcoin five years ago, but if you started it with, you know what you should do? I'll, I'll die in poverty before I'll take your advice that comes after that. Or whatever you invest in. That's what happens if we ignore good advice. And I know a lot of times on Sundays, I just kind of take all of my issues and just dump them on y'all. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> but I wonder for you in your life, is where do you have trouble receiving advice? Where are you not open for feedback? Because there's some things in my life where I am very open for feedback, but you know what I found is I'm very open for feedback in areas where I don't feel confident in. I just, in the past year, I, I got my real estate license and I'm trying to you know, figure out that world, and I am wildly open for feedback in everything that has to do with real estate because I feel like I know nothing. So when anybody who's a real estate agent, who's been a real estate agent for a day longer than me, they tell me something, or however long they've done it, anytime they tell me something, I'm like, that is good advice. Thank you for saying that. When it comes to parenting, I feel like I'm wildly open for feedback because as a parent, like every parent on earth, I have no idea what I'm doing. My son's over here, so I don't want to say it too loud, but I don't But I know that there are areas of my life where I feel confident and I'm way less open for feedback. I'm not proud of that. That's not a good thing or a bad thing. It just is true. So where for you, where in your life are you not open for feedback? That's where you will want practice in receiving advice. And I'm not saying you're open to every piece of advice, but I'm saying the people that you have put around you, your community, the people that you trust, because the people that you trust that you put around you, they're the ones that will help you get to where you wish you were. They'll help you get to where you wish you could be because they know the kind of person you said that you wanted to be. Last thing I want to share with you is this. A life in community grows our faith so much faster than a life alone. We are built for community. I don't know how it popped up on Netflix the other day, but uh, my wife, Amber, she uh, started episode one of season eight of this show called Alone. Anybody ever heard of a show called Alone? So there's 10 people. They, this was in Alaska, and it was just 10 people. They don't interact with each other. They are alone, yeah. And they're just out there, and they can, whoever lasts the longest gets $500,000. And you get 10 items you can pick to go with you, right? 
I was telling our friend Birdie, she was up here earlier, I, said, I was telling Birdie that if she went to this thing, her 10 items would be eight rolls of toilet paper, her iPhone, and what was the 10th thing? Do you remember? <laughs> a what? <laughs> a charger. <laughs> so they had 10 things to take with them, and they just have to make it out in the wilderness as long as possible. Now, you have to be a survival expert to be on the show in the first place, right? They're not just, you know, they're not putting me out there and I'm, you know, bargaining with the bears or whatever. And, and what took more than half of the people out of this show was not they didn't have enough food, was not that they couldn't get water, it was not that they couldn't build a shelter, it was not that they were too cold, is that they were lonely. Because we're not built, we can do it, we can be alone. I know a lot of you love your alone time. I love my alone time. But we're built for community, so let's take advantage of that. Let's really embrace the community that we have, the people that we have around us, and practice receiving advice from the people that we trust. The people that we trust that want to help us get from here to where we wish we could be. If you could, close your eyes for a moment and bow your heads. I want to pray with you this morning, and I want to offer you a challenge, a challenge that I'm going to take myself. And that challenge that I'm offering you today is for this week to practice receiving advice from the people that you trust in your life, no matter how it comes, no matter when it comes. Now, maybe you can have conversations with the people in your life and you can say, hey, if you're going to give me advice, can you start with, can I give you some advice and then go from there? That's up to you. But whether they do or not, we have an opportunity to practice receiving that. So if you want to take that challenge with me this week, go ahead and put your hand up, and I'll pray for you today. Okay, let's put it down. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for the opportunity today that we have to listen, to expect, to experience. I pray that as we go through this week with the loved ones that we have in our life, with our friends, with our spouses, our brothers, our sisters, whoever it is, God, that we've put in our life, that we trust. I pray that we would have the patience to receive advice. We would have the boldness to push past the vulnerability that we feel when we're receiving advice about something we think we already know. And I pray that we would see how that helps us grow our faith one step at a time to get closer and closer to who we wish we could be. So we love you and we pray that in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.